Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, guess what? We are on season five of our Waves Ministry podcast. I cannot believe we are five seasons in. And this season we are talking all about values and values, it's a thing girls, we need it. Um, You know, I I am so excited because I have a long time friend um, a long distance and long time friend named Jamie Lynn Walnow, who is with us. Hey, Jamie Lynn. What's up, girl? Hey, so we go all the way back to Abilene Christian University college days um, as the Wildcats, as well as being Koji sisters. Um, can I hear it for some Kojis? Anyway, um, not beware 13. Love that's you guys. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I should have tried to put this episode like around the 13th or something. Wouldn't that have been amazing? I didn't think about it. All of our coaching sisters would have been like, you're the best. They would have been. <laughs> yes. 100%. Girls, um, this, this young lady, I have to tell you, you know, whenever I first met her in college, I remember her being highlighted to me that there was just something different about her. Um, she stood above the rest um, many, in many ways, not just um, in her accolades. She had many back then, um, and she does now too, but she always had a presence about her that I knew that she was seeking the Lord. And um, as we all have our moments where we're like navigating college and high school and all these career choices, um, I, I could always tell as a, as a peer of hers that she was somebody that navigated um, things with God. And so, Jamie, I just want to say I appreciate that about you. I really do. Thank you so much. That means so much. Thank yeah. You. But I'll tell you all a little bit about her. She, um, she is married to a fabulous man named Lance. And I just got to meet her golden doodle, Remy. Um, so precious. We're a part of the golden doodle club. I am as well. Um, she's a speaker. She has a couple podcasts. She has a set apart podcast as well as the next America podcast. And she's an artist, this girl, she travels and she paints prophetically and like goals, right? Like things that I wish I could do. Um, she's written a book called Holy Revolution. And I just love that because being holy and set apart is so what we're called to do, right? So Jamie Lynn, welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. We're so excited to have you. I know I talked a lot about you, but tell me some things we don't know. Well, first of all, this is so cool to see you and connect with you and you have always had such a pure leadership call on your life. So for you to be doing what you're doing makes so much sense. And I love that you're thinking about the next generation. So I had to say that before we dive fully in because this is just, it's like you and I, it's like two geeky, amazing, we like madly in love with God women who are just yeah. going to geek out over the next generation during this That's time. Right. So, so I love so, it. I love so, it. so good. Okay. So. Um, I know for me, I like, okay, is there anything else you want to tell us? Like, come on. I don't know. I mean, like, I love that you have this podcast. I love that you guys are tuning in. 
because I feel like you should always listen to people who have gone before you. Please let us tell you what mistakes not to make so that you can go further. Like when you're 34, I want you, like everyone listening in, when you're 34, you do not have to make the mistakes we made if you just listen. Like 100%. if you just take it, I mean, take it before the Holy Spirit, take it before the Lord, of course, but like just like I would totally like this is awesome that you have this and that you're really honing on on this because there's just dumb decisions I made that I didn't need to make growing up a to the men me too, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um you know whenever I think about this I'm like man like I I know for me I, my travel schedule is about to kick up again I am like are you traveling much this fall I've been traveling the whole time during COVID, not as much as before, yeah. but there's still events that were happening. Of course, you have to be like yeah. a little bit more aware, but, um, but yeah, it's like travel. I'm traveling like once a month right now, but there's been like, it goes through waves, <laughs> no pun intended, uh -huh. traveling more. Yeah. yeah. I've been kind of, I traveled through COVID, but it was interesting. Like I'd have a couple months where I traveled a ton and then a couple months where I'd be home. And that seems to be the rhythm that I've been in. I've been home like really since July, but, um, I have like a ton of travel in October, November, and December. And I was like, Oh, it's kicking up. But one of the things that I love about traveling is, um, I love listening to music. Like when I'm on an airplane, like I love having some quiet time and prayer time and that kind of thing. But when you're on a road trip, I love listening to some music. And so my question for you is like, and I've seen you jam out to some things, just like, just saying, sing song, all the different things. But I'm just curious, what is your go-to, like, I'm feeling tired on the road. What's your go-to jam out music that you're like, I got to get. I gotta get pumped. Well, first of all, let me just totally say, um, I don't listen to music right now in the car. <laughs> what? Right now, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, this I don't know if I'll go through these. This is, I know, it's like, you're like, and this interview is done. No, no. Um, right now I'm just in a season where I'm more like tuned in to the Lord and talking to him. I know that sounds hyper-spiritual, just real. Like I'm just listening and having died, listening to whatever's coming up out of me. It's just like prime time. I mean, I don't have kids yet. So it's not like, that's like my safe haven of quiet time or anything, but, but jam, let's be real. I mean, the Eagles are some old, like, you know, don't yeah. stop journey, you know, like right. <laughs> all the song songs from ACU that we change the lyrics to pretty much. Um, but to be real, I would say, okay, there's this one worship song that like, I love to put on, except I change the lyrics to it. And <laughs> So when I hear this, like, currently, I would probably put on that song, um, what is that, like, I've seen you move, you move the mountains. Oh, yeah, won't like, stop now. Like, yeah, but what is that song, um, you have, you've never failed me yet. I always say yeah. you've never failed me, God, because I get what they're saying, but to me, I'm like, he's never going to fail me, so I'm not even going to say yet. So I'm like, you've never failed me, God. Oh, um, but I love that song because there's always people I'm praying for or, and so it's like pumps me up spiritually. And I pretty much honestly, these days only listen to worship. Like, I don't know who any famous people are. Sorry. If I lose I mean, credibility, I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't follow new songs. Like I'm so careful what I let into my ear gates. I've just learned with how creative I am and emotionally what it can stir in me or whatever. I just, it has to be clean and pure. So predominantly worship to be real. That's awesome. I just had the same exact conversation with someone. I was like, you know, I just got irritated with Hollywood and all that. And I feel like when people talk to me about musical artists and even like actresses, I'm like, who, who is that? 
I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm like, I feel like I need to lean in so that I make sure I know what I'm talking about. No. But, but, stay, stay my a, but, but I'm like, I don't want the negative stuff in my head. Like I just don't. So I get that totally. But I love that song that you mentioned. Um, okay. So I love the beach. I live at the beach. We, our ministry is called waves, obviously. Um, what is like your most impactful moment that you can remember at the beach? Oh my goodness. I would go back to Mozambique when I went and did, I don't know if y'all, maybe some people listening have heard of a woman named Heidi Baker. She has a ministry school in Mozambique and I went summer of 2012 and it's right there on the beach and there's like the bougie five-star place and then there's like (laughs) third world country beach where anyone is and it's so crazy that they're literally right there next to one another. Of course. But I would, when... Like when I think about some of the most impactful times, like I love the beach. I can hear the Lord. It's so amazing. But the most impactful season of my life was living on the beach right there. Like there was housing across the street from the beach, but just to see how real our our world is right now kept things in perspective. And I think as Americans, it's important to travel and see third world yeah. countries because it is, we have it so good. Even the, like the poorest people here would be wealthy there. And right. And it's, it, so to me, it was so impactful to hear God. And that's when, you know, I wanted to stay and work with the kids. And that's when God was like, if you can't take care of the kids in America, how can you take care of the kids here? So I ended up starting a children's ministry when I returned from there. It was very impactful and um, heard the Lord in a lot of creative ways during that season of my life. So 2012, Mozambique, Pemba Beach. That's so good. I love it. I love Heidi Baker. Yeah. And it's so true because um, so many times that we, whenever you do travel out of the country, if you're going on vacation, you don't realize like just across the street is probably devastation. Crazy. Um, it's so crazy. Um, but it's like that in America too. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm just, for you, you know, how does so someone go about making, like we want to make waves for Christ. Like everyone wants to make an impact. But how does one go about making waves for Christ? Like, really? It's true. It's, it's such a good question. I feel like that's like the number one question Christians ask. Um, for me, I have discovered he just wants me. He wants relationship with me. So when I turn, I mean, there's so many promises in his word in Deuteronomy 30. And you read in the, all throughout Interwoven in the New Testament, like he's looking at our heart. And those whose hearts are completely turned to him. I'm talking there are no idols of money, of fashion, of social media. The things that we put before him, we make more time for those than him. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. those things keep us from being able to make real ways because he says we can't be lukewarm. Like, right. he spits out the lukewarm. And so we're either all in or we're not. And that's the challenge I think we face. And I'm, I'm not one of those like, like I'm, I'm really joyful and encouraging, but I also feel like I get that black and white message of the gospel. It's like, if we're calling ourselves Christians and we want to make waves, then a wave is a big thing. You know, it's not like a little flow in the ocean. Like a wave is a big deal. People can ride on the wave, right? That you're doing. And that's what we want. We want people to be changed. So turning our hearts to him and having relationship with him actually like in listening he speaks to us my sheep know my voice he talks today to us i don't care what denomination people are we're all over the place and i love it but he speaks to his kids we know his voice and so the more we listen to him 
-hmm. and we're not always praying about ourselves, but also asking him who we can pray for and what we can do. That's when I think we'll make the biggest waves is out of just that prayerful relationship. That is so good. That is so, so good. One of the, one of the core things that we say at waves is like that pray, listen, obey piece. And it's like, if you're not listening, you can't figure out how to do anything with him. Yeah. And if you don't know who you are, then that's a problem as well. You know, so I'm just curious for you, like, I know for me, I've had to discover like over the years, it's like, ah, oh, in order to be making an impact and that steady impact, it's not just like a one-time thing. Like you have to be able to have some core values that you walk in, that you pursue, that you're like, okay, these are my core. Like, these are the things that I'm going to do. So I'm just curious, like, what are your core values that help you make waves for Christ? Well, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, that's just, un it's, it's like undeniable. Like these are, no matter what comes my way, these are, this is the standard baseline for me. Um, it would be prayer. It would be that relationship with him. Um, and then it would be his word. The word is not for your leaders to understand and teach you only. Good. You know, there are people who are anointed and gifted to be teachers, just as you are anointed to be a business leader, a fashion designer, uh, an influencer on social media. But any of those things are absolutely pointless if we don't know his word. And so for me, the reason why is I, I really struggled with depression in college and in graduate school up until my late 20s, off and on, like really bad. And I loved people so much it was easy to hide. But then the Lord delivered me of it. And I recognized that if I, I had experienced freedom that I knew was possible, I was living this totally different life inwardly towards myself and, and towards people. But I would say I was harder on myself than other people when I was struggling with depression. But I have to know his word so that I'm not deceived. So my baseline in, the, in my walk with the Lord is it's prayer, it's reading his word, and, and then that's my baseline, not my opinion. You know, I can share my opinion, with right. my friends, but, but the baseline comes down to what does his word say? And then the third thing is like worship is absolutely important. It's the most, when you show up on a Sunday, the most impactful thing you can possibly do is not listen to a message that helps fuel you and launch you into your week. That's not church to me. Church is coming together to tell God how amazing he is and to remind like, to even remind myself, I'm not God. I don't have to be, but this is my God. And I'm coming to tell him that everything that happened this week that was amazing was because of him and anything that's hard, he'll take care of. So to me, worship is like super powerful. It gets me outside myself because depression for me led to me being hard on myself and X, Y, Z. And then, you know, all these really, I know this sounds harsh to other people because I would not have wanted to hear this when I was struggling with it, but oftentimes very selfish thinking, all about me thinking. So whatever I can do to get outside myself, worship him, listen in prayer, pray as, he's, as he leads me, and then read the word and go. He'll always, he'll always be where you're supposed to be when you have those three components. That's so, so good. So I know that what, some of the things that we talk about with Waves is just that identity and calling piece. But for you, like I know you didn't just arrive there with your identity in Christ and knowing your calling overnight. Like what was that process like for you? When did you first start to really understand your identity as a child of God and start to really walk in your actual calling? I don't know if you can hear me, but it's frozen. Oh, there we are. Okay, sorry. What was that process like? Yes. What was that process like? When did you first like understand? Okay. 
just to be real, when I was a little girl, I grew up Church of Christ, which I think you're familiar with. And like women were not in leadership. It was acapella music. Women didn't do anything. Like, but I always, I never knew people talk to themselves in their head. I always thought, I mean, I was always talking to God from the time I can remember. I was never talking to Jenny Lynn. I was, when I was taking a test and processing, I was asking him. I did not know that that was abnormal. So I kind of grew up with this anchoring in God. Like I would stay in church and I was like, I know that there's more to you than what I'm seeing. And then I get introduced to the Holy Spirit at ACU. And like my mind is blown because it puts a name to the one I've been speaking to all along and get baptized in the Holy Spirit, blah, blah, blah. So I say that because I've always had this anchoring in him but there have been things that came along because I didn't understand the value of his word. I didn't understand the value of things that helped me understand who he is. Cause when you know who he is, you'll know who you are because you belong to him. So when you understand who your father is, or you understand the character and nature of Jesus, it's like, I don't know how many times I've heard this example. It's like the more you stare people who are counting money, they stare at the real thing so many times that if the fake thing comes along, you know, it's fraudulent right there because it looks nothing like the real thing. So the more, I've just learned through my identity that the more I stare at Jesus in his word, I understand like the counterfeit of what the enemy whispers constantly, especially to women, constantly whispering to us, telling us we're not enough, that we're not pretty enough, things that don't matter in eternity, by the way, but the world puts so much stake and value in to the point that it's an idol, right? Right. We're living this insecurity because we're constantly being fed the fake, the fake, the fake. But if we can put the fake aside and look at the real thing, you're going to be like this light in the city on the hill. So for me, I would say I had this dream when I was a little girl about heaven and I had no grid for like prophetic dreams or anything like that. Right. And it was so real to me that it changed everything for me and made me realize that I was not living for right now. I was living for eternity. Like yeah. And I wanted to bring people with me. So that was the, that's the first big nugget that I can think of. And then as time went on, like, you know, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, getting delivered from in, in college, I felt like, I felt like for the first time I directly heard the Holy Spirit tell me, you know, like that internal dialogue, yeah. it was like, you're going to be an author and a speaker. Yeah. And I just sat up in bed and it was like, whoa, what? that's not my identity, you know, and God's taken me on a journey to get to that point. Thank God I didn't write a book right then and like try speaking, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what I would have pointed people to, but I think you find your identity by serving people and it produces character. It pushes out pride, which is a big thing. Americans struggle with, I would say like yeah. I struggled with it big time and all these things. It's like, you just don't know it's there until you serve people and you humbly, you know, listen to feedback that people give you, no matter how it's delivered, take it to the Lord and you'll discover who you are every time you submit. I know it's a long answer. Every time you submit everything to him, you'll discover who you are. I hope that makes sense. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So when did you start, like, as, as you came about that process of like submitting things to him and letting him like work those pieces out of you, but also like put new things in you, when did you start to understand like what your individual calling was? I, I love doing so many different things that I'm not like, I'm going to be a doctor for the rest of my life. And that's actually been hard for me. So I feel like people like that, I'm like, wow, I admire that they have that 
thing and used to really admire. To me, the struggle has been more like, okay, I know that you've called me to do a lot of different things because I'm a builder. So I build something and then I empower somebody who's gifted to manage and take it further to come along and I release it to them and I keep going. And so for me, it is, it's like, I, I hope this is answering the question. So please feel free to ask whatever that may be. I just know I want people to know Jesus and whatever I'm putting my hands to, my call is if it points people to Jesus as a foundation and then launches them to whatever sphere of influence they're called to, then I'll say yes to it. If it doesn't, then it's not something I need to put my hands to. So Jamie Lynn is a walking house of prayer and Jamie Lynn is called to make sure other people know that and then go out from that place to help, you know, go be the most influential men and women in every sphere of influence without compromise. So I feel like that has just, that's more of my call and identity. And I know, I know, you know, my dream is to have a TV show, be a speaker and best-selling author one day. Those things will come when they're supposed to, as long as I'm faithful to what he's telling me to do now. I'm not trying to force my way into that or, you know, try right. to get people, try to grow a following or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just being obedient day by day. And my identity is found in him and being obedient to my father because he knows where I need to be. So that's what I would say. Cause I, I don't have like this singular call. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think that's one of those things I was talking with a friend earlier today and I was saying, you know, as I have really just walked out that same process with the Lord that I'm like, Oh, well I can, I, I, I like to write and I like to speak and I love working with teenagers and I love leading next gen leaders and, you know, and I, I desire marriage and kids and those, you know what I mean? Like things like that. It's like, Oh, I feel so called to all of those things. But it's one of those things that whenever we we're looking up to people, a lot of times I feel like we're looking for that person that we can go, okay, I'm going to be the next whomever. And it's like, but sometimes I, and I bet you're like this as well, Jamie Lynn, but as I've looked at the things that God has called me to, I've gone, I don't know that I can just like peg it on one person. There's not, I'm, a, I'm the only Caroline that there is. I'm wow. the only Caroline here. And like, he's called me to something very unique. And it's like, well, I might take a piece of like what that person does and maybe a little bit of that. Like there's, there's a very unique thing that he's called each one of us to do. And it's like, I, so I'm going rogue on the questions, but like, you know, whenever it comes to that, I know for me, one of the things that I've had to navigate is like, okay, as I know that I'm called to things like ministry and writing and speaking and traveling and being a wife, like things like that, like how do I navigate when is the season to ramp it up in one and maybe shut it down in the other? So I'm just curious for you, like, what has your discernment process been like as you have um, shifted from thing to thing that God has called you to in each season? If I were to address that to high schoolers and college age students, I would address it different than I would to somebody in their 30s, like where right. we are. Right. So if I were to talk to a high schooler and I were to talk to a college student, I would say, I don't think God looks at anybody's age and says, when you've gotten here, then you can accomplish this. And that's the thing. He is looking at our heart. Like spiritual maturity is not an age thing. It's a heart thing. Like okay. how prepared are you? Because the problem is, is 
if we are pursuing, like right now, celebrity Christendom is like a big thing. I don't know if you ever addressed that, but like people want to be famous. People want to be an influencer. People want, but if you recognize that you are an influencer because you're a daughter, right? And that sounds so cheesy, but like, it's true. You could be influencing one person who becomes the next Billy Graham. You could be influencing the next person who becomes the president of the United States or the president of whatever, Uganda, or unless they have a king, I don't know how that works. But, you know, you never know who you're influencing, right? So the audience of one is where we have to hone in on. So I say that because serving will always lead you where you need to go. You look at all these amazing men and women. David's going to be king, but he's a shepherd in a field. Then Goliath comes along. Then all these other things, you know, it's like all these things happen, but like, before he ever becomes king. And it's like, I don't remember how long it is between then and king. It's like a, it's a long time. Right, it's a long time. And, and we're in such a, and because of social media, it's really caused, and I say this about our generation too, because I love Gen Z and millennials. So I'm not ever going to like slander you, but let's be real about the issues we're facing. We want instant microwave right now calling and you can do that. He will let you do that. God will totally let you go do what you're dreaming about right now. But if you don't have the character and depth in him, you will compromise. You will fall. It'll be painful. Not to say he can't restore it again one day, but we see that all the time with these famous leaders who had crazy favor, rode the wind of it, and were not deeply rooted in Christ because anyway, so I say this because I feel like that's how I'm supposed to address this. And like, so then how do I know what I'm supposed to do? Well, literally he will tell you. I never thought I would be a children's pastor and help build a church from the ground up in Dallas. I never thought that would be something that he would ask me to do. But here we are, you know, for eight years, I'm helping build Upper Room Dallas and look at where Upper Room is now. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Upper Room, but right, their worship is all over YouTube. But the first five years I was working on staff there, we were never allowed to have media. The Lord told us not to, right? But right. I'll never be, I'll never be the one that was, that's given credit or fame for building in the ground up, you know, like the person 10 right. years from now in the children's ministry could become famous because God called them to be as a children's pastor, but they right. couldn't have done it had we not built. So I think God has such a strategic plan for each one of us. And the only way to find it is hearing God's voice is the foundation of everything. If you know how to hear him, he will totally let you know where you're supposed to be and not. You'll even know if you need to start walking forward and your heart is completely turned to God. He will of course direct you with his kindness. He's all about your heart being turned completely to him. So it's not like a cookie cutter answer, but I think it kind of is in the sense that it's like, keep your heart turned to him, practice hearing the voice of God and trusting it through every season so that your flesh doesn't get in the way to build this idol that 10 years from now, you'll look back and be like, maybe one of the most famous people in the world in the Christian world, but then you fall because of pride. You fall because of, you know, sin of some kind. Like, I don't want that for anyone. I I grieve when I see that. I don't celebrate. I grieve for the sheep. I grieve for the person. I'm like, who was there for them? Were they listening? Was their heart turned to God? Like, this could be me if I don't keep, if I don't keep this place protected. So that's what I would say. He's just, he's faithful. And sometimes it's shocking. Like I had to, I felt, I stepped away from my both my podcasts this year, it didn't make any sense because it looked like they were about to take off big time. 
but there was, it, it had to happen to ensure that that political spirit was not a part of it that was so loud and rampant during elections. Yeah. I wanted to really pull back and I knew it would be built, but I wanted to make sure it was really him all the way. And it was then, but I just didn't like, nobody could hear it from a pure place because the political spirit was so loud. So I felt like we needed to launch season three of one and launch season two of another later on. That's good. That's really like good. That. No, I, I think that's beautiful. And I was, I was hoping you would go there because it's, it's one of those things, girls, like whenever I, we think about this topic and about like, how do you walk this out and how do you navigate different seasons? It's like, it all goes back to talking to dad, right? Like, I, I mean, it literally goes back to talking to him. And if you're a shameless plug, but like, if you are, and, and this is one of the most common questions that I feel like I get as a student pastor, is just how do I hear the voice of God? Like girls, we have a whole season on discerning the voice of God. So like, if you're asking that question, like go look at our TikTok series, but also I think season two of this podcast, we did a series called, is this thing on where all we talk about is hearing the voice of God. So like, um, go and review some of that stuff because once you figure out how to hear the voice of the Lord through, through just your own prayer time, through scripture, through song, like once you finally get that, it is a total game changer for your life. Um, so anyway, I love that, Jamie. Thank you so much. Um, so whenever we talk about Waves Girls, like there's some core values that we have as Waves Girls, and that's really that we're worshipers. You already kind of hit on that, like that, that we live lives of worship, that we are advancing, like advancing in our relationship with God and advancing the kingdom. We're vocal, we're engaged, and um, we're solid. You know, how have you walked those particular values out in your own home, your community, and in the world? So the first one is worship. I love, I love that because our life can be worshiped to him. It's like, whatever we do, we're doing for him. We're building with him. We're serving somebody as though it's him. You know, we're taking, like, we're doing what we can for him. Like, that is also worship. Now, I always think Martha got thrown underneath the bus when we talk about Martha and Mary, because yeah. she had the gift of hospitality, but she just went overboard with it. Like, she lost sight of the main thing because she got so caught up and busy, which, hello, I have been there, and I refuse to be there again. So my life can be worship when I, you know, view everything I'm doing for him and he's my main goal in it all. Like I'm understanding he's with me the whole time. The second one is advancing, advancing. I love advancing for all of eternity. We're going to be discovering God more and more. And so I would, I have never arrived. I'm never too big and high and well-known or whatever to serve. I'm never too big and high to like not be a student. Even as a leader, you're a student, you're constantly, as you know, my goodness, you're like learning so much every time you get promoted or every time you're moving from this place to this place or from this church to this church, there's more to learn and grow. And so I think that advancing is a posture of humility where it's like, man, I don't, the more I learn, the more I discover, I don't know. And it's, I never want to lose that awe and wonder with God because I just stay around people who are hungry and you'll always be advancing hungry for the Lord. Like it's good you're surrounded with will either help you advance or not. And then celebrate other people advancing and be around people who celebrate you advancing. But like, yeah, I think that's important. And then the third one was vocal vocal. Uh -huh. You know, some of us are vocal 
in different ways. Our voices, like God spoke and the earth was created. So what we say is really important. What we say about other girls when they're not around is really important. And it makes a difference. What we say um, about ourselves, about our spouse, whoever it is, your boyfriend, your parents, whoever it is, your words have matter and create something in them or, or, or I've been reading the word of God wrong. But <laughs> being vocal can literally mean when nobody's looking because what you're doing when nobody's looking will be seen. And it says what, whatever's being stewarded in the secret will be manifest in public. That's totally my interpretation of it, but you know, there's scripture about this. So how you're vocal publicly eventually will be a reflection of how you are privately. And I feel like it's important to talk about both because it's so easy to just think like, how am I going to live this out loud? Well, how are you living when nobody's looking? Cause that's what Matt, that's what you're really going to be held accountable for. So I would say vocally be the girl that, that looks like Jesus and that is the kind of girl you'd want in your corner. Like, and ask God to help. Like you want to be fully you and full with fully, you know, all of God. And then vocal could be like your creative expression. It could be how you clothe yourself. Um, it could be not giving into these really inappropriate clothing trends that are going on. <laughs> Side note, if y'all are Gen Z, I feel like I'm like, Caroline, you're going to like kick me off. If you're Gen Z and I can see your butt cheeks, there are grown men that are looking at you. Put some inches up on them shorts, add some fabric, you know, like, I'm kidding. Yeah. But it's like, you can be vocal in how you express your creative self, how yeah. you speak up, what you choose to do. I think obedience to God is how you can live vocally. So I just want to be obedient to what he says, because I trust him. And I have learned what it's like to not follow him in areas. And it's just not worth it to me. So that's, that's a long way to answer it. But as though I had an audience of one with the Lord and somebody like, do I have the fear of God? one-on-one -on -one when this person is gossiping? Do I have the courage right. to say something? And then, cause I can't be all cute and fake with a mic and then no. be toxic and really discourage everybody who thought I was one way when they're not looking. That's right. That's good. That's really good. Um, the last two were engaged and solid. Engaged with the Lord. Is that what y'all directed towards? Engaged yeah, but with the Lord, with heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I think being engaged requires discipline. There are times I don't want to read the word. Like if I go two or three days without reading the word, I can tell, and I don't like it. Right. <laughs> like, Jamie, like, I, I don't like this version of me. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause it ain't me. It's like, right. it just doesn't mean, yeah. So engaged to me requires discipline. I've never sat down and read the word and be like, man, that was, that was excruciating. <laughs> like, I'm always glad that I did. So Staying engaged requires discipline, and I do it because I love God, not because I have to love God. Like, when you love right. someone, you're going to show up for them even when you don't feel like it, Right. hopefully. I mean, when you're mature. So. And then engaged, and what was the next one? Uh, solid. Solid. All those things make you solid. It's easy. Like, yeah. let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't be so busy that you have to, like, cancel one thing or the next. Like, Today I had a day that I haven't had in forever, but I was committed to everything I ha had on my schedule. And like, if you want to be solid, do not spread yourself thin. And then also, if you want to be solid, protect community and protect your quiet time. Like have a really healthy balance of both okay. because you don't need to be alone on an island, but you really need to be around community where you're running together. And so I'm sure Caroline has great resources for people who don't know where to find community or wherever that may be, like message one of us on our social media and 
tell us where you live and we'll look up where you live and see if there's a church that we feel like would be a great fit for you. But you've got to be around people to remain solid or, or you just start. Proverbs 18.1, I think, talks about like someone who's, you said Proverbs 18.1. What did you say after that? Okay. Proverbs 18.1 says that those who are isolated can't hear human, like can't hear wisdom from heaven. Mm. So like when you're, when you isolate yourself, it does something that keeps you from being who God created you to be. So Jesus sent people out in twos. And so I think being solid and I'm learning this, like I'm in the middle of this coming out and I'm recognizing, wow, this is a new message. He's birthing in me, Mm -hmm. community and alone time. They're both very important balance. Need both. You need both. Well, Jamie Lynn, this has been so amazing. I'm so glad that you could join us on the podcast today. And before we hop off of here, I want to know, like, what are some ways that girls can follow you? They can keep up with you if they want more information about your book or your, or just your podcast, like how can they keep up with you? Well, you can, everything is Jamie Lynn Walnow uh, and Lynn is spelled with one N. So Jamie Lynn Walnow, W-A-L-L-N-A-U. And you can find me on Instagram, if you go to jamielinwalnaw.com, you can find everything, but I don't know that this generation would necessarily go to my website, but I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and I have podcasts. The Next America is about to launch as a podcast, but if you go to my Instagram account, you can find all the other ones that I have. So it's fun. Awesome. Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for joining us on the Waves Ministry podcast, and um, we can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.